0: To NRI Women, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. We are all connected and share some part of our story with another. We hope in sharing these stories, you know you are not alone, learn something new, and be inspired by some of the other amazing women we share this world with. I'm Bettina.
1: And I'm Nanora. A 2015-16 National Family Health Survey on Attitudes Towards Spousal Violence in India which covered nearly 630,000 households across the country, found that the majority of women justified being hit or beaten by their husbands if they neglected the house or children or showed disrespect for their in-laws. The data concludes that Indian women mostly justified domestic abuse, with 54.8% of women between the ages of 40 and 49 being the most supportive. It's alarming that over 50% of the women think their behavior is responsible for the abuse. And our guests today are just the same.
0: Vandana Shah shares her story of leaving an abusive marriage and rebuilding her life. Today, she's among the top female divorce lawyers in India, the subject of the BBC documentary Invisible Women of India, a columnist, a social entrepreneur, and an author of two successful books. The first... 360 Degrees Back to Life, endorsed by the iconic Gloria Steinem, and the second, a bestseller, The Expires: fires
1: The Story of My Divorce, which is currently part of the Judicial College syllabus. Domestic abuse can be normalized for children who witness it often in their homes. But this was not the case for Vandana. Her dad, a pilot in the Indian Air Force, had fought three wars for India. Her mother was a proud housewife. Vandana was born in Ambala one of the largest Air Force bases in India, and grew up across India and the world, wherever her dad's job took him and the family. So she had a national and international upbringing and great memories of growing up.
2: I grew up in a, in a house where I say that uh, my dad was the first feminist I ever knew. And he was a feminist even before we knew what is a feminist. And, um, you know, my my favorite memory growing up is uh, my dad uh, telling me that uh, I can do whatever in the world that I wanted to do. And that's what I ended up doing, you know. So growing up, I never had an idea that, you know, girls can't do this or guys can do this. And this is restricted for girls. And I think that's such an important part of your growing up. You know, I remember very clearly and I write about this in my book. You know, we used to come to my grandma's house for vacations, for the summer vacations. And my cousin used to always get this large mango milkshake and I used to get a smaller glass of milkshake. And, you know, I was always like, I want more milkshake. And my cousin one day just turned on and said, no, you can't get more milkshake. You're a girl. I said, what do you mean? He says, no, girls are less than guys. So they get less. I said, don't be silly, you know, and he said, no, it's true. I said, who told you? He said, my grandmom told me that. I said, no, my dad said girls can do anything in the world and we are not less than guys. Anyways, it ended very badly for my cousin because um, I did end up beating my cousin. I took the extra mango milkshake and I wrote to my dad in a letter and I remember the letter really clearly. And my my dad's response saying that even in that letter, it was amazing to know that he never said that girls and guys are not equal. He just said that you are a guest in their house. You must not ask for more. And his second advice to me was, please do not beat up your cousin. You know, so it was, <laughs> it was Just an amazing, amazing, amazing memory. And I was barely in fourth grade, you know. So it is such a powerful memory while growing up and it's remained with me forever, you know, saying that, well, girls can do anything. Despite
0: growing in an environment that was nurturing, encouraging and non-discriminatory between boys and girls, when Wandanov found herself in an abusive marriage, she couldn't muster the courage she had as a child stood up to her cousin and fought him for the milkshake. So what changed?
2: That it was like an arranged marriage because it was, it was love come arranged because, you know, the families knew each other. So you just kind of bump into each other and, and over a period of time, you just get to know each other and then you just say, all right, you know, so the family formally sends a proposal and that's where you take it ahead from. So I would say it was a lovely arranged marriage. You know, and needless to say, it was one of the worst marriages anyone can ever wish upon themselves. You know, I just think that when you get married in India, marriage is such a destination. No one tells you that marriage is a journey. Your marriage is your final destination. We are a country that emphasizes that marriage covers up all your, all your sins. And once you, once you marry, your previous life comes to an end. You know, you won't believe it. At one stage, I was so emotionally traumatized. I just thought that I could not even speak because that's what I used to hear all the time. Vandana, you know nothing. Vandana, you are no good. Vandana, you, you don't even know how to talk. Vandana, you don't know how to dress. So it was all an emotional abuse. There was no money given. There was financial abuse. There was physical abuse. And you know, you're just sitting and thinking, okay, you know what? Next time I'll do better. So that is, that is the mentality that starts, that starts coming at you, you know, and you start thinking the fault is with you. The thing is that it is not the person who is being abused who is at fault. It is the person who is the abuser who is at fault. But it is such a difficult, difficult, difficult chain to break. And I'm, I'm glad that my husband and my in-laws pushed me out of the house. Otherwise... Honestly speaking, I think I would have just stayed put in a marriage always thinking and wondering that there is something wrong with me, not realizing that there is nothing wrong with me. There is something wrong with them. The marriage had changed who Vandana was. That confident, happy
1: girl who grew up thinking she could do anything she wanted didn't exist. This Vandana believed she could do nothing right. It's difficult for women to identify, abuse and act because women think it will get better and mostly it doesn't. In Vandana's case, she was pushed out of her house in the middle of the night,
2: empty-handed and the person Bandana turned to was Bobby. And I hope we all have a lot of Bobbies in our life because she was just pure help. You see, when you're looking when you're going through a bad time, you're basically looking for a non-judgmental support system. You know, someone who just accepts you the way you are and who gives you unconditional support. And I think A, as a person, she was the first person who gave me that. She didn't blame me for anything. And the best part was that, you know, Um, I remember that night and you know when I went to her house and the only thing that she said was oh you've come back have some tea she did not even ask me once why I was in that disheveled state of mind she did not ask me even once why I didn't have money to pay the auto you know I didn't even have the auto rickshaw fare she just paid off the auto guy I still remember it it's such a while ago but it's like in my mind because she was she was staying in this little in this little chawl, um, a chawl, as you know, are like projects and uh, basically slums. And I just took the, the auto rickshaw guy just there and imagine one didn't even have anyone else to go to. And now when I reflect back, I think, oh, my God, that was so pitiable. And I reflect back on that a number of times because even now, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, not much has changed for women who are going through a bad abusive marriage to sometimes a powerful person or a rich person or or you know someone who can control you basically a man you know because in in indian society and also in a lot of other societies one just ends up revering the man and tends to believe what the man is saying versus what the woman is saying we always have to justify that, you know, I was abused. Why should I justify that I was abused? The fact that it is, it is 2 to 30 in the night and I've been pushed out of my in-law's house and I go directly to a lady who who worked for me and I have nowhere else to go, just basically summarizes the kind of society that we live in.
0: And from that night, armed with precisely the kind of support Bandana needed from Bobby. She began rebuilding her life, one day at a time.
2: I uh, essentially started out, after a couple of years, my my husband filed for divorce. And rather than sitting and brooding over the divorce, because basically I had no money, I had no support, I just decided to go out there and get a job. I started working with an NGO. And a couple of years into that, I started India's first non-judgmental support group called 360 degrees back to life and over a period of around 15 years we've provided non-judgmental support to people going through divorce and I can I can very proudly say that you know quite a few times we've also saved people from taking their own life one incident I remember really clearly and you know she was part of our core group initially and this lady, she called me and she said, you know, Vandy, I've just called to say goodbye to you. I said, why? Where are you going? She says, no, this is it. I'm just done. I, I don't want to continue living this life that I that I am. And I said, uh, what do you mean? And she said, this is it. I'm getting no money from my husband. I have been reduced from being an air hostess. She used to be an air hostess with Air India to becoming a housekeeper in one of the big corporates. My son is getting no support from my husband. My son is 21 years old and he is begging his father to give him money. Although although my son has got a scholarship for becoming a doctor. So I just said, I mean, I was shocked. And you know, this, is, this predates mobiles. So I got that call in the office on the landline. So you can imagine... It was really clinical and she had just written down all the points for her not to live. And I only told her, I said, listen, just hang on. It's I'll come and see you tomorrow. She says, what's the point? I'm not going to change my mind. It's, it's totally over. So I begged, I pleaded. I said, just only wait till tomorrow. Only wait till tomorrow. Then I called up the other members of the support group. So, for the next four or five hours, people were constantly talking to this lady on the phone. And I think that's what you need to do as, as part of a support group or as part of, of, um, in a way, like a suicide prevention helpline without even knowing that we are a suicide prevention helpline and that we are, that we are helping out people like this. Today, that lady has, um, uh, she's got her divorce finally. Her son has actually become a doctor. He's practicing in the U.S. She's moved from Bombay to Pune. And she's staying with her elderly mother. And she's really happy. You know, so it's just that at that crucial juncture, if you can provide hope to people, you can, you can give them a new life. You know, that was one, one major milestone in our life, which is 360 degrees back to life. 360 Degrees Back to Life is just
1: one part of Vandana's life. She's a columnist on Law Women Empowerment for Huffington Post India, Huffington Post America, Savvy, Thrive, and Dainik Baskar. She's a motivational speaker and an award-winning author. Surrounded by misinformation during her divorce, Vandana decided to take matters into her own hands and began studying law. Today, she's a top divorce lawyer in India and has an app, Divorce cart to help others going through a divorce in India. While Vandana continues to help others, where did she find the courage to
2: turn her life around? I think education is the is the keystone to your self-beliefs in life, you know, whether your education is formal or it's informal or it's it's vocational, you know. I don't think I would have even Thought of getting married if my education wasn't complete and, and I, I don't advise that for, for any girl. I just think you need to educate yourself because education is the key to empowerment and I live by that. I educate myself every single day of my life. You know, because maybe because um I don't have parents and, you know, um, I I lost my mom when I was about 23, 24 and my dad when I was 16, you know. So um when you don't have parents, how do you teach yourself? You know, so I just say I'm a product of education. I'm a product of books that I read. I'm a product of books that people have narrated to me. I'm a product of literary festivals that I go to and listen to authors speak. Even in my book, I speak about my marriage, but I just would not like to blame my, my in-laws or my husband because I just say that, you know, the choices are yours. What you, what you want to make of your life is yours. I just want to say it was a really bad, abusive marriage. And I am glad that they literally pushed me out of the house in the middle of the night and I had nowhere to go except to the lady who used to work for me and I just went to her house in the middle of the night and she sort of provided for me and she had the guts to take me in and she provided for me for the initial couple of months I had no money and I restarted my life with only 750 rupees which is less than 10 dollars and I restarted that life and and I think this is where education helped me. Vandana chooses not to disclose her
0: ex-husband and his family's name. She believes her story is not about destroying their reputation. It is about her journey as a litigant going through a bad marriage, the social and legal implications of it, and she believes it's easier to build oneself than bring
2: another one down. I'm grateful to my ex-husband and his family because I got multiple careers because of them. I became a lawyer because of them. I became an author because of them. I became a writer because of them. I got featured in so many in so many places. And I became um, sort of an inspiration to people going through a tough marriage because of them. Otherwise, what would I have been just just a rich housewife who would have had two or three kids by now and been probably sitting there and wearing diamonds and bracelets and and what have you, you know. So, I mean, I, I got an opportunity to shine in life and the adversity that they put me through brought out the best in me. There is a pattern to abuse, how it starts, escalates
1: and how it messes with one's mind. As a patriarchal society, the norm is to accept the abuse. If the in-laws had not pushed Vandana out that night, she may not have found the courage to leave. That night, when the family thought they were in control, the opposite was true. The power had shifted and Vandana was finally at a
2: juncture where she controlled the narratives of her life. A question that I, I ask myself and a lot of people ask me that, you know, are you happy with what happened? I can't say whether I'm happy or I'm sad, but I'm Definitely proud of the way I handle things. Basically, my journey started through a failure. And that is most important to remember. You know, everyone makes a big deal about success, but no one makes a big deal about failure. I make a big deal about failure because your journey of success starts from failure. And we should never, ever forget that. Perhaps that's why... I am non-judgmental. Perhaps that's why I am most forgiving. Perhaps that's why I speak my mind and, and I, I choose not to criticize people and just to move on in life and to keep elevating my life. There's a
0: long way to go before the patriarchal attitudes change and there is a more concerted effort to improve the conditions for women in India. The author Sue Fitzmorris said, I'm not interested in whether you stood with the great I'm interested in whether you've sat with the broken. Vandana's life changed overnight because there was an angel, Bobby, who sat with the broken Vandana.
1: And that's a wrap for Season 4. Each time we talk to an NRI woman, our minds, hearts, lives grow, and we learn to pay more attention to the world. We're truly grateful for this opportunity. So thank you, our friends, family, guests, followers, and our wonderful tribe of listeners. As this
0: year comes to an end, we are thankful for what we have. For the family we adore, the friends we treasure, and for the blessings that are yet to come. May the year ahead be one where you walk your own path, choosing understanding over judgment each time.
1: We wish that your Christmas shimmers with moments of love, laughter, and kindness, because in the words of Leo Tolstoy, nothing can make our life or the lives of other people more beautiful than perpetual kindness. Have a kind Christmas season and we look forward to sharing our new episodes with you in March 2020. I'm Nanora.
0: And I'm Bettina. This episode was edited by Eric Heidbreder. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring and be kind.